Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. One of these days, I'm going to find a better way or a more unique way of saying that. Uh, this is uh, episode 69. I'm really excited. We're going to leave the whole 69 thing alone just because. Yeah, so I'm moving my daughter to college today, and it's kind of tripping me out, which it's probably supposed to, right? But the weird thing, I don't know if it's weird, divine uh, timing, right? Um, today is also my husband's birthday, and... I don't know if everybody listening is aware of this, but uh, my husband passed away in a car accident in 2003. So I sort of feel like, you know, moving her to this new chapter in her life on her dad's birthday is kind of, um, it's sweet. There's a sweetness about it. And I just think it's pretty cool. So, so I'm excited. Fortunately, we don't need to leave uh, for a while. So knocking out the podcast this morning. And I'm in Northern California. She is going to San Francisco State, which is <laughs> like an hour away, mind you, if there's no traffic. Uh, so she'll be home every now and then, and and I can hop into the city to to take her to dinner, or go hang out. So that's all good. Um, the cool thing about her going to San Francisco State too is that my family is from the San Francisco is from the San Francisco. Do you like that? My family is from San Francisco. I was actually born there, sixth generation. So. Uh, diehard Bay Area girl here. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. My aunt even did a has done some genealogy stuff and mapped out where everybody lived in the family in an old map of like the early 1900s of San Francisco. It's really, really cool. And, you know, my mom's parents, uh, my grandmother was born and raised in San Francisco. And like, she just wore the city well, if that makes sense. She what my grandparents just anyways, it's it's just a neat it's sort of a full circle coming around, right? So that's what we're doing today. I'm pretty excited, but <laughs> that's not what today's show is about. So today I want to talk to you about when it all comes together and you still feel those doubts. Because the truth is I have learned to make friends with the doubts. Sometimes <laughs> it, it usually takes me a few days to remember that, oh yeah, this is an indicator, right? This is, this is a good thing, but initially it doesn't feel like it, right? So. I had one of those moments this week where you realize that everything you've been working towards is just all coming together, right? That you've, you've taken the steps, you've done the work, whether it's been months or years, there's this culmination that happens and you realize I am totally where I want to be, right? I'm moving in the right direction. Things are flowing. Like everything just feels right. And, you know, hear me out too, is that there's always something that's probably not quite right, but I've learned to let go a lot of those little, those little things. Um, but the cool thing is that it's not because something specific happened, right? You didn't have some project launch or land some big client. It's not been measured by a financial reward, which is what tends to happen in business, right? As an entrepreneur, that <laughs> that indicates a lot of time that is the biggest measuring stick is our income and our profitability. Um, but it's it's really more like the, a series of small little things that happen and validate that you're on the right path. And then all of a sudden, you just know. 
And I, I had another moment like that last week. I was coming back from spending the day with the mentor and I realized that it's that where I'm going in my business isn't simply the next step, right? It's not the next natural progression, but probably for the first time in my business, I had this moment of this is what I'm being called to do. I don't know how deep I've gotten with you guys in terms of spirituality or a natural calling. It's a huge part of my life. And, uh, and, and that's, there's like this, um, gosh, I'm having a hard time explaining this today, but everything just fits right now, if that makes sense. Um, and then what happens, right? Is you realize I've got this, I've got this. And I'm one of those people. If you, if you guys follow me socially too, you see that I really choose not to expend energy on negativity, on bitching and moaning. I vent. I don't do it publicly because that makes it bigger than it is, right? It's not that I'm afraid because hopefully through listening to the podcast and or maybe reading what I write, you understand that I'm also about sharing, sharing the struggles, right? But it's not, I, I'm just, I'm not one that bitches. So for the most part, I, I, I surround myself with things that make me feel like you do got, you do got this. <laughs> My English is awesome today that you've got this, right? That, that I can do this, that I'm on the, I, I put that stuff into my head. I don't watch the news. I don't read the newspaper. I unfollow people on social media that bitch and moan and complain. I don't get involved in that, right? Because I, I get to choose. So anyways, then what happens, right? You're, you're feeling awesome and you're on cloud nine. It's like, I've got this. This is all working and this is flowing. And then you wake up the next day and all those doubts, fears, and frustrations show up, right? <laughs> Again, and it's like, what the bucket? Really? Really? So there's that that element of, here we go again, right? But this is what separates the hobbyists from the entrepreneurs. Because it's this moment when you realize you have a choice. And so do you have the strength and conviction to move through whatever you're feeling? Will you focus on the big picture or feed the fear? And, and sometimes it's a matter of stepping back and saying, what was I doing a year ago, right? Or six months ago, where was I and what was I doing? I don't know what made me decide to do this, but I had this little inkling to log into PayPal and check, uh, you know, which I've got some accounting and stuff set up all that. But it was like, I'm like, let's get a running total for the year. Like, let's see where we're at. And so at the end of July of this year, I was only about $7,000 behind what I earned for the year last year via PayPal, right? So clearly, I'm on the right path. And that was that was very validating. Mind you, my expenses, of course, have gone up. But I know that this is going in the right direction. So let's look at it from the perspective of you know, making a big decision and shifting directions, maybe. And you decide it's time to shake things up. You've got this, this nudge, right? This, this inkling, like I'm supposed to be doing this or X or stepping into something, whatever, right? That's what happened to me this year. And it's been both amazing and scary at the same time. And I'll tell you what, I feel this on a daily basis. I I do. I feel those fears and doubts all the time, just like everybody else. And so, one of the things that has helped me, of course, and I've talked a lot about the mastermind I'm in over the last year, and mainly because it's changed my life in such a way it forces me to look at things completely different. One thing that I see people doing over and over again in my mastermind 
is moving in the direction that they're being called to do. And they talk about this. And a lot of a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space don't really expose themselves to 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 sharing those vulnerabilities, right? But these guys do. And so it's not just about what everyone else in the market is doing or what the latest trend seems to be or or what a guru is preaching about. They go with their gut, they implement, and they measure what's working. Novel idea, right? Like I was thinking about this with something that I'm going to talk to you guys about in a minute that that I've stepped into and started marketing. How many I look back at how many times I had an idea or um, thought, look, I'm going to do this course or this product or this type of coaching or whatever. And I launch it and it doesn't go the way I hoped, or the results aren't there, or it seems like it was more work than it was worth. But it's like, that I stop. And that's not how this works, right? You, <laughs> I don't know why. And you're going to hear this a minute, like the, the, the car analogies are popping into my head. But I'm thinking about like Henry Ford, it's like the first time he invented a car, it didn't work, right? And we all know the Thomas Edison 10,000 times to make the light bulb. But marketing and business, we do that a lot. It's like, well, this isn't going to work, right? Because we, we try something. And maybe we try it without having the right measuring sticks in place. So as an example, let's take advertising because this is something that I have stepped into in the last few years and it's it's Facebook ads. I tried Twitter ads once with zero success of or conversions. But at the same time, it's like, do I need to go jumping into that? Why don't you master, you know, focus on the mastery of Facebook ads where I've gotten results, where I've seen some things work. And and so looking at that, you know, so I started running some ads to a case study video and the click-through rate was phenomenal. If you haven't done any advertising, you know, one of the things that I've been taught is, you know, looking for, you know, over a 1% click-through rate is pretty average and that's good. And that's kind of the, the foundation that you want to start with. Well, I was getting over a 7% click-through rate, but the conversions sucked, right? And I was like, what is off here? Like I played with the targeting and then I reran it and, and, it, I was like, wait a minute, even at the end of the day, I still was ending up at over 3%. But the conversion. So then um, Adam, one of my mentors said, have you tested it on mobile? And I was like, no, I didn't actually test the opt in is my point. So something was happening because people were going there, like it was converting, the page looked good. Um, and yeah, there could be an issue with the page too. But the page was completely congruent with the ad, but it still wasn't converting. So Well, first of all, so I paused the ads because I was going to be out of town for a couple days. So I thought, you know, just pause it, but come back to it. So clearly something is working, but something isn't. So do you set yourself up for seeing that all the way through? And mind you, advertising is an investment too, right? So you got to be careful because you don't, you don't want to have a thousand dollar experiment go sideways, right? But if you're paying attention to it, it's something you measure and track on a daily basis, right? And so that is something that I I know I did too much of in the past, that I would do something and be like, ah, didn't get great results. Instead of saying, okay, well, what needs to be tweaked? Let's change the copy. Let's change the email. Let's, let's change the price point. Let's split test the pages. You know, testing is super important, but you have to do it consistently. Like just measuring what you do once, that's the starting point, right? So, you know, I wouldn't say that I've half-assed my business because I have worked really, really hard to get where I am today, right? Um, but I also know that on some version 
I'm still playing it small. So what do I mean by that? So let's look at, this is probably a very similar list to what you guys have in your business and things that need to be done consistently, right? Create content. And for me, that's going to be posts and podcasts, video, whatever, social media, video. And when I talk about video, it's creating it, whether it's screen capture, getting in front of the camera, video ads. There's a whole lot of video that needs to be happening in my business that I haven't been doing the way I'd like to, right? Email marketing. Um, how about just email management? I am really beginning to despise email management, uh, just email in general. <laughs> marketing. And when I'm talking about marketing, funnels, advertising, all of that stuff that goes into getting your product services message, all of that out there, right? Client work, managing the team. I've got designers, developers, editors, writers, and uh, a project manager, right? So then you've got that too. And then, of course, there's building relationships and building those connections and building those relationships that will take your business to the next level and and really step into that. So, by the way, that list is in no particular order. So just saying that it's because I realized I'm like, oh, content or client works at the bottom. That, that <laughs> I think that's the Catholic guilt in me. Um, but one of the things that I have always tried to be very consistent with in my well, I shouldn't even say always. I would say. Mm, out for three, four years into my business, I, w- I realized that the first part of my day needed to be spent on my business and my work. And which which means basically no client work before noon, right? And that was simply because I know myself well enough that if I put off creating content or actually it's creating in, in any way, shape or form for later, it's going to suffer, right? Like I am most alert. I am most on. I am most focused the first part of my day. doesn't mean I'm a total ditz by the afternoon, but that's when I tend to like need a break. Like, right. I hit that wall mm, afternoon or whatnot. And I find that if I go do something, get off the computer, get out of the office, at least, even if I go on my laptop somewhere else, um, there's, there's a shift and maybe I can and reduce. And of course with kids, it just depends on what's going on. Right. But then at night, or, or later in the afternoon, I'm much better at tasks, stuff that's kind of check this, follow this, connect with you know, that kind of stuff is better for me in the afternoon. Yet somehow this seems to have gone to hell in a handbasket the last few months. And the funny thing is, as I started writing this post, I really realized why that's happened. And it's not as big of a deal as I have made it out to be in my head, which, you know, I, I, I am such a proponent of getting things out of your body. And again, this doesn't come from a place of bitching, but it's the talking through and the working through with whoever writing it, whatever that looks like to you, do it because all of a sudden you get it out of yourself and it just doesn't carry the same weight, right? And so what I realized is that this sort of hell in a handbasket is because I had a specific goal and I didn't tie them together. So let me explain this. I don't think I, I don't know if I have officially mentioned this uh, on the podcast or not, but a lot of my energy is actually being put into podcasting. And that's not just my own podcast, but it's a new division of my company called Influence Podcasting. So what we do through Influence Podcasting is right now, it is just a completely done for you service. And we've got other things in play for it. But it's it's really for that entrepreneur who has a successful business and they want to start a podcast. They understand the value that it's great content and it generates leads and traffic. And and I don't know 
if that's been a whole focus there or not. But they really don't have the time. So all they do is record it. We do everything else. I mean, there's a whole onboarding process and stuff, right? That's what not this show's not about that right now. But I started this this in February. And I'm going to just do a little side note here because this is something that kept me from stepping into this sooner. And that was like, I felt like, God, am I jumping on the bandwagon? I've had this podcast for two and a half years and wanted to start it just because I wanted to do it. I was a speech major in college for a while. I gave a speech at my high school graduation. I love doing this. This is definitely the most fun I have in my business. But I pulled back. Someone had suggested that I do this literally a year ago. I was down at the first live mastermind event for Empire, and it was 2014, January. I was down in San Diego, and somebody like mapped this whole thing out for me. And I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I, I think I masked it with it's such a high service required that I didn't want to do it. And I, it was how I positioned it, and it's where my mindset was at the time. I was also like, oh my, people can think I'm jumping on a bandwagon, blah, blah. Well, I'm just going to throw something at you guys and I want you to think about this for a second. You know, anybody who starts a web development business or a a digital agency or or whatever you want to call that, right? Nobody looks at that as a bandwagon anymore. It's standard. It's required that companies have an online presence. We understand that, right? We have a global audience that we can work with. There is plenty to go around. Well, it's the same thing with podcasting. I can tell you it's not going anywhere. Has it become more mainstream? Totally, but it's not going anywhere. And so when I looked at it that way, that, you know, there isn't a judgment about who steps into this and who does it. It's this is this is what I want to do. It's what I'm being called to do. And part of it is from that perspective of helping people use their voice, right? Get their message out there. Because it's not about mixers and mics, right? That's my whole angle. This is not about the technology piece. Anyways, I'm going sideways with the podcasting. I started this venture in February of this year, and it has really taken off over the last couple months. We've been working on onboarding and branding and processes, marketing, just every every piece of it that needs to be done. It's been this ongoing process. We did a handful of case studies. And I'm going to tell you that we did these case studies for free. That is a lot of time, energy, work, money on my part. But I was like, look, this is something new. So I am going to do this for free. And I remember having a discussion with somebody about, you know, not doing it for free. And that's, that's a personal choice for myself and and coming from a place of integrity, I'm like, look, I'm going to be super crystal clear that this is this is new. I am looking for case studies. I need people to go through this process, understanding that there may be some clusters along the way, which we did have. Um, but but just being really transparent about that, right? So that that that's what we did. And with this, and when I say we, this is a team effort. There is no way that I could be doing this without a team, right? It's we've got editors, I've got an amazing project manager, a blog post writer, I've got my developers and designers, because we do either full sites for the podcast clients, excuse me, or uh, we're doing these custom podcast pages, which are really cool. So all of that has been going on while, you know, keeping the WordPress shit going. But you hit a point where something has to give, right? There is simply no way, there's no way that everything can get equal attention. <clears throat> so something's got to give, right? And first, let me say it's not the WordPress chick, because 
In fact, I've got big plans for the site and the brand. I miss creating the videos and the content for the site, and I haven't stopped. It's just gotten a lot less. Um, and I know there are a few things that I could implement instantly to kick things up a notch, but I can't do everything else that I'm doing along with that, right? So, so what's the solution? At this point, I know that I have to give a few things up, which doesn't mean they stop altogether. It just means that I stop doing them, right? And here's the kicker. One of those things are websites. I built this business doing WordPress websites for people and, and, and creating content, right? And how to's, but even the how to's didn't have a, a strategy behind it. And that's, that has to change. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> sometimes I'm like, it's pretty amazing. You've come this far without always having a plan and strategy in place. But the, the thing, the thing is easy for me to say. <coughs> The thing is that I just kept going, right? I kept taking action. And and that is the blessing all around because it's established um, a, a habit in taking action, but it's kept things moving, right? But so the websites, they need to stop. And, and what that means for me is that unless someone is doing coaching or consulting with me, or they're a podcast client, I'm not taking on any more standalone websites. And this isn't about the clients. Like the last website that we are are wrapping up is with some awesome clients. I love what they're doing. We've definitely run into some big technical stuff um, that I haven't come across at this point. Again, I'm fortunate that I've got some resources, but it's getting a little old just from the perspective that it's not what I want to be doing anymore, right? And it's been, again, awesome clients, awesome project, no craziness about it. It's just been pretty intense. It should have been a $10,000 website, not a $6,000 project. But you learn, right? That's how we learn. And my commitment is to give them exactly what we talked about. And, and things, of course, we all know, scope creep and all that stuff. But there are things that I thought it was one thing. But once we got into it, it was a lot deeper. And again, no fault, no blame. It just is what it is. But the point is that this is all about my time and how I choose to spend it. It also means taking a leap of faith because I cannot be in the driver's seat of multiple cars at the same time. So I have to let my foot off the gas actually step out of multiple cars, right? Um, And by that, I mean less income coming in while I fuel the primary car that I'm driving. And again, I don't know where all these car metaphors are coming from today, but we'll just run with it. This is where true courage, faith, and conviction come into play, right? Do you have that that commitment to yourself to say, I need to do this. I need to stop this in order to put my energy here. And it's totally scary. Like one of the things that I finally hit a wall with is my email. I'm, I'm going to give it over to my project manager. And too many things are slipping through the cracks because I get so much email. I subscribe to stuff. And, you know, like I, I joke around about the rabbit hole all the time with WordPress and you know, I subscribe to different sites and I go, I love finding tools and, and, and plugins and apps and all those cool things. But that could be a full-time job in and of itself, staying on top of that, writing about it, sharing it, right? And so if I, the thing is, if it's like, if I'm not sharing the value in something I'm either purchasing or found or am looking into, if I'm not sharing it, writing it, using it, applying it, it's just a total time suck, right? And, and one of those distractions, of course, is like the latest JVZoo product launch. <laughs> it totally reminds me of, I started when I was writing that, I was thinking about um, The Godfather 3. Love those movies. The first two are better. But uh, I'm paraphrasing. But 
you know, Don Corleone says, just when I thought I was out, they keep pulling me back in. That's what happens, right? When you go down those rabbit holes, you totally get yanked in this other direction that is not what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> and for me, that's a simple, like when I write posts, um, I've got, so I've got both, I've got two monitors and I have a tendency to like, I'll have Photoshop open in one where I did the image and then I'm writing in the other, which means emails closed, uh, Facebook is closed. I, I, I chat with a lot of people on and off throughout the day, whether it's Skype or, or, um, whatchamacallit, uh, texting, hello, Kim, Vox, or whatever it is, but I need to shut all that down too, so that I can do the focus. And again, this is where I need to say, do you have that faith? Are you willing to step into this? And this is where the fears and the doubts start rearing their ugly heads. You start doubting yourself, right? You, you question your authority, you play, who am I, that broken record that at one point or another, we've all had in our business, that broken record comes into play, here I am again, or just, you know, it's like, as entrepreneurs, we, there's never a lack of ideas, right? There's never ever this, I could do this, and I could do this, right? And, and <laughs> probably one of the downsides to having a team is that I can come up with an idea, and I can get a logo and a website mock-up and coding done, like, quick. I can get that to happen. But it's like, well, what are you doing? Because do you have the time and energy to put that over there? And sometimes I need to have those things going because they become things that I play with, right? And I just, I trust. So, you know, if I'm going to, a um, couple tools I love, right? Like Thrive Themes, I love their the Thrive Content Builder, um, and I love ClickFunnels. I, I do well as an affiliate for both. So playing with niche sites for those and just testing, driving traffic and, and driving a recurring affiliate commission through videos and content something I want to do. Is it anything that I have on a deadline? No, it's just something that when I feel like it, I go play with those things. Okay, rabbit hole there, right? Total (laughs) sidetracked. But let me ask you this. What if you asked yourself a different question about all this? So what if instead of looking at the fears and doubts as truth, because they're not, you started looking at them as indicators that you're on the right path? Like I get this crazy nervous feeling in my gut, right? When I'm, I'm doing this. And I used to think it was fear, but, but, um, as my therapist once said to me, you know, the body doesn't necessarily differentiate between fear and excitement, that feeling, right? And so I started thinking, well, what if this is just excitement? Because I'm stepping into more of my own personal truth, right? I'm stepping into my own calling. I'm stepping into this thing that I really feel I need to do, right? What if that fear shows up to let you know that you're stepping into something bigger, something you were called to do? And then here's another kicker that's like a mind blower for me. What if you looked at all of this as simply part of your process? Like, can you look back in your business at each time? Like, was there a point where you charged a fraction of what you charge now, right? And each time you raised your prices, each time you valued and realized the value you were providing was worth more than you were charging, like look back at those times and and think, did I, where was that nervous pit, right? Or whatever that feeling is for you. Some people get in their chest or their head or whatever, but you know, your body's a great indicator, by the way, but that's a whole other conversation too. So what if you started to look at every time you did this, the fears showed up, you worked through it, you got nervous, and then you took action. And that was just a part of your process. Like I realized this when I came back from uh, Maui, I've done a lot of traveling this summer, it's been great. Came back from the mastermind in Maui. And it was like, go, 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 right? The, the next three days, like got in late, like 
our plane landed at 11 30 12 by the time i get home to bed it's two and then it's like father's day and then i have to take my daughter to orientation it like it was non-stop and so like by the third or fourth day it was like two and I'll, i was just i have to go sleep i just needed to close my eyes the thing which totally logical, right? But what happens when I come back from these masterminds is I'm amped. My brain's going and I've got all these plans and I map stuff out. And and we know that money follows speed, right? And you take action. I, I'm a big believer in energy. So, right? An object in motion stays in motion, all that stuff. But I hit this wall and I was like, well, yeah, I got stuff to do, but I have to sleep. <laughs> and I can't blame him to share this publicly. I slept so hard. Like I woke myself up <laughs> drooling. I was like, Oh my God. And, and it was like two and a half hours, you know, where you just have like intense dreams and, and you sleep hard. You don't hear a noise, nothing. And I woke up and instead of freaking out that I lost that afternoon, because quite frankly, I love napping. I haven't done it in a while. Um, the more I juice and do that stuff, the less napping I need. But there's something so luxurious to me about being able to climb in my bed. I love my room. I love my bed. Like during the summer, it feels cold. During the winter, it feels cozy. Like one of those, right? It's just, it's a happy place. So there's something about owning that I've created my life in a way that I can't take a nap. Anyways, I woke up and I was like, this is all just part of the process, right? Like no pressure. There was no friction about the fact that I'd been home for a whopping three days and hadn't redone this video or launch this or set up this funnel or whatever that looks like. I was like, it's all good. Just this is all part of it. And I allowed myself the rest of the night. I just was like, just chill. And I've learned like when I travel now, that if I set an autoresponder for my email, I give myself those two days back before I even say I'm home, right? So you learn those things about you. And it's part of your process. So what if you did that in your business, right? What if instead of judging yourself and questioning and having the fears, you started asking yourself different questions. You know, all of a sudden, you have this totally different feel about everything you're doing. What if you're in the right place right now, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, right? Like, what if this in this moment is what you're supposed to be doing? Don't doesn't that make you feel lighter? Like it totally, like, to me, that's just like one of those mind blowing things, right? And this is so beautiful. One of my podcast clients, her name is Yvonne Alexander, and uh, she's in the spiritual space and just brilliant. Like I, I just crave her her posts and stuff on Facebook because they're just so real and they're simple, and it just makes you think. One of the things she had shared, and this was probably a couple months ago, but she was sharing that her MacBook had crashed, and she had three books like in draft mode. She had all this stuff on her computer. And she said, this was supposed to happen. And she said, why do I know this was supposed to happen? Because it did, right? So what if you started looking at that, that that the project you don't get is because you weren't supposed to? And I know you guys, this is probably not WordPress, super business related, but this is food for thought. And this is just where I'm at right now, which is why I'm sharing this with you. And lastly, I just wanted to share a couple other things that have come up in my business recently and what it taught me. So the first thing was somebody who wanted to do some consulting with me, right? And there's two potential projects to work with. I said why I would go with one versus the other. And one was WordPress, the other one was not. And I don't mean um, built on WordPress. I mean, part of, you know, 
a, a WordPress service offering, um, product, all that kind of stuff. Well, obviously, and the other one was email. So one is going to be a much bigger thing to take on and WordPress, like email mark, it's huge, right? And, and not that it's not doable, but it's going to be a longer climb is my point. Anyways, so we went back and forth a couple times, had a couple conversations, proposal, sent it out. There was a misunderstanding. He thought that the monthly cost was the three-month cost. Um, it wasn't. And kind of came back with a counter proposal. And when I looked at it, I realized this is not cost effective for me. And when somebody, you know, this is some, one of those things that if somebody's going to offer you something and they are instantly devaluing what you do in hopes of, I don't say riding my coattails, but I have a brand and I have awareness in, in the WordPress community and I've got an audience, right? So on one hand, great. But on the other hand, I'm not just going to give that away. I've earned it and I've worked for it. And what was the lesson for that in me was that, again, it was a reminder that this is not what I want to be doing. And when someone comes back to you devaluing what you do and wants to offer you a percentage of something that isn't earning any money today, it's a clear indicator that this isn't right. And this isn't a judgment, right? And I wish this person nothing but the best. But at the same time, when you have something you've built, you need to be protective of that. And so, you know, that's definitely one of the things that I've learned recently. I have also had someone come to me um, that I'll probably be announcing soon and, and maybe kind of joining forces, right? And saying, look, I, we have similar things and I've got this, this and this that I bring to the table. I'm willing to do the stuff you don't want to do. Um, and what does that look like? And so I brought this up on a mastermind call and Tony Tifabak, who I just, I have got to get Tony on the podcast. I've never met anybody who has made me think about sales in such a different way. Amazing, wonderful guy. Love him to pieces. But Tony said to me, look, if you can do less work and make more money, it's a smart collaboration. It's a no brainer, right? If you can do less work and make more money. But if you're going to have to work harder, then why not just make that money for yourself? So think about that, right? So if someone's asking me, it was kind of like the first, the first scenario that I, that I mentioned to you guys where someone said, Hey, you know, they wanted to consult with me, sponsor the podcast, and then me help consult on their business for a fraction, a fraction of the, of the, 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 the price that I was saying. Because, you know, when you look at what I, what I was saying, what I charged to coach, and then on top of that, what I charged to sponsor, and it was like a quarter. And I'm like, why would I spend more time and energy to help you build something where I can take that time and energy and keep it all for myself? And you guys, that might sound greedy, but do you see my point? When there's a devaluing of what you're doing, do you have the strength to say, no, I'm not going to take what you're offering just because it's money. And I heard this phrase recently, and I friggin' love it, but not all money is created equal, Right. I, I had another web project that just went, I don't want to say, it didn't go sideways. It's done. Everything was delivered. <laughs> but my friend Leslie said to me, she goes, can you do me a favor and take the magnet off your forehead? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because you're attracting a bunch of nuts, right? <laughs> and, and, and not meaning, you know, but it's just like, when you get those things, you're like, how did I get here? Right? Like, how did I land in this space? And I'll tell you what, that project in my gut, I was like, don't do this. 
this is not something that's going to be smooth. This is not something that's going to be easy. And I don't know about you guys, but the clients that are paying me, you know, three, four times for podcasting, what I was charging for websites are far easier to work with and manage because they are in their business. They're not looking to me. They understand that a podcast is a medium. It's a tool. It's it's content. They're not banking everything on me. They're not investing in the podcast for me to save their business, for me to make them profitable. You know, I don't, first of all, I don't want that responsibility. And, and that's actually my, my choice, right? I'm not responsible, responsible for that for somebody else. But those people are understanding they're at a level in their business. So you have to say to yourself, when things come to you, you know, you have to make those decisions. And this collaboration that I'm looking at doing, you know, we talked about this probably a few weeks ago, and I started feeling the pinch all of a sudden. I was like, how is it all of a sudden I'm I'm ending up doing more work? I'll, I don't, so I don't know where I'm at with that right now. I love this person to death, and I think there's a ton of opportunity there, but it is not going to put more work on my plate. And, and that's something that you have to really be willing to, to stand in because, you know, again, you get to choose. You get to choose who you work with. You get to choose the type of work that you do. You get to choose how you show up and who you engage with. And if you come across somebody that that wants more from you than you're willing to give, and it's not that you can or can't, because you don't need to justify that either. You don't need to explain why you don't even want to do something. There doesn't have to be this reason, right? I'm going to give you a quick little example. And we're just going to keep running with this, you guys. I know this has gone a little bit of a different direction. Um, but a great example is uh, my brother and sister. Love them to pieces, right? We're super tight. I get to see my nieces and nephew all the time. And but the thing is, my, my sister lives around the corner from me. She is my best friend. Love her to pieces. Don't know what I do without her. My niece is 10. And my sister works um, in this in San Francisco and is in the car a lot. And she's an area man. I mean, she's out in the field. It's not like stuck in a desk. But her ex also lives out here. So they've got you know the pickups and all that kind of stuff. However, I tend to be a backup for picking up my niece. Now, <laughs> I love to help out when I can. But a boundary for me that I'm still working on is saying, I need you to find somebody else as the standard, which she doesn't use me. I'm, I tend to be more of an emergency, but like, I don't have to pick up my kids anymore. Right. And I kept doing this justification that because my son's in high school and he gets a ride home from one of the neighbor kids who's a senior. So it's like, well, I was doing all of this justifying, right. That, well, I've already raised my kids. And like, this is all me in my head, mind you, <laughs> you know, I don't. And instead of saying, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Right. And I'm here in a pinch, but just instead of just coming out and simply saying, I'm, I need you to find someone else. I had to do it like, Oh, but I'll be in an emergency. Do do you see my saying? I'm, I clearly not able (laughs) to explain this super clearly. But my point again, is you do not need to explain why you don't want to do something or why you don't want to work with somebody. You owe nobody any of that. And you need to be ready to stand in that. And as soon as you do, that's where the magic happens, you guys. Like the the first project, right, that, that we kind of did this back and forth. And then I just said, this isn't cost effective for me. And I know I've shared a little bit more on the podcast here. Um, again, 
great person and I wish them nothing but the best. But instead of getting into the ego side of things and explaining why, you know, because that's where I went instantly. And I was just like, what? I was just like, no, no, this isn't cost effective. Wish you the best. It's all good, right? Like there doesn't need to be this self-righteous nonsense that goes on in our heads. And then, you know, with this other opportunity, it's I really need to sit with this, I think. Because I was surprised that it that he brought it up to me, and it wasn't a um, I, I just it wasn't in my realm of consciousness. But then once I started thinking, I'm like, this could be a really good thing, right? Because that's how you grow a company. That's how you build things as you as you work with people. But nothing is going to take me away from my priorities right now, which is continuing the WordPress check, getting back into doing more of what I like to do there with a solid strategy, a lead generation, a profitability plan in place, right? So setting those things up and the podcasting. I love the podcasting. I've got another show I'm launching. So those are my priorities. That is it. So if that means I have to say no to somebody or something, then I'm willing to do that right now because I, I've, I've gone down that road before where I've partnered and mind you, this is not a partnership because I am never doing that again. And that's because not because partnerships don't work. For me, it doesn't work. And that's just, unless you're going to partner with somebody who is at, at an equal level or above you, and I know that means you're the one bringing less, but you have to look at the value the value exchange and what is brought to the table. And if what is being brought to the table doesn't add value to you, maybe they're making more money than you. But if you're the one with the brand or the list or whatever that looks like, you have to make that that judgment call for yourself. So I've learned that the hard way with me. Um, I, I hope this is making sense and been helpful to you guys. I would really love to know your thoughts on this. Again, I know this was not... Um, necessarily a WordPress or business specific per se. Um, but it's all relevant, right? And I, I had this other realization coming back, actually, when I was with my mentor last week, and I just said, I've realized that I am my business, right? That I there there is no separation of you know the job stays in the office and it's it's closed off at five o'clock. Um. I am this business. My heart is in it. My personality is in it. My soul is in it. It's it's what I'm being called to do. I know that. I know that I'm on the right path and, and I'm going in the right direction and I'm supposed to be here. And so I don't just shut it off, right? And so this is a huge part of who I am and uh, and where I'm going. And so I just want to share that with you guys and I'd love to know your thoughts. Like, have you been in those moments? And, and you know, they're just... There, there can't be a separation of, for me, how I show up in life and how I show up in my business. It's just, it's just one. And this is me. And this is where I'm at right now, which is why this episode is about this. Like one part of me is really in this place to be celebrating some exciting things. Um, the travel. I'm having a ball right now. I've got a couple more trips this fall and, and there's this part of me. It's like, oh, you are putting a lot of money out right now. And it's scary. But do I trust, right? And and that's again that that question you ask yourself: Are you willing to say, "What if I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be today?" So I hope this was helpful. I hope this this connected with you guys uh, on some level, one way or another, right? Um, and stay tuned, you know, for interviews and stuff. We're, we're getting back on track with that. And I think I might start doing. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm thinking I might do some video podcasts with this. And oh, lastly. 
everybody's heard of Periscope and, and how that's going. I definitely will be doing a, a Periscope here pretty quick. Um, I just, again, it's that damn hair of mine, right? Like, I got to go do my hair. I'm literally sitting here recording this in a chamois, um, like a little turban on my head so I can soak up the water so it takes a little less time to dry. <laughs> I know, hashtag first world problems. I literally just said hashtag, you guys, and if you haven't seen it, I this is a really new uh, bad habit where I have taken to talking in hashtags really in writing from a satirical point of view. <laughs> um, but there is an awesome video. Uh, go to YouTube and just just type in Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake hashtag. It is hysterical. <laughs> and, and you'll get the point of, of um, the sarcasm <laughs> behind talking with hashtags. They're awesome. I love them. It's great. But it's a real testament to our times right now. It's kind of funny too. So you guys are awesome. I love you to pieces. Thanks again uh, for listening. And if you haven't, please cruise over to iTunes, leave a review, subscribe. It helps people find the podcast in iTunes. And uh, yeah, until next week. So that's it. I am off to the city by the bay. Take care, take take my kid in and get her situated. Good times. Uh, truly. I mean, that. it's gonna be a fun day and I'll probably be crying the whole way home. <laughs> now, happy tears. Anyways, you guys rock. Have an awesome day. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot. But I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 